dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. If you play poker, you know that a full house is a great hand. It beats a flush every time. Well, at Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits, a full house is a really good night. But you can beat the rush and do that every time by calling ahead and booking your table early. Call 675-6055. That's the only way you can make reservations other than in person. You can beat a full house with four of a kind or by reserving your table at 675-6055. Frackleton's Main Street, downtown Sheridan. With tax season here, let's get you into a quality pre-owned vehicle from County 3 Autos. This is Jim Wolf with County 3 Autos. Cindy and I would love to get you financed using your hard-earned tax money. We really have some nice pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Who knows? We may even have your dream vehicle or help you find one. Stop by County 3 Auto today at 1506 North Main Street or go online to county3auto.com. Lured to the banks of a mysterious lake by his alter ego, the evil genius Prince Siegfried encounters the most beautiful swan, Odette, and swears his love to her. Later at the castle, prospective brides try to entertain the distracted prince. But it's the ravishing swan, Odile, who threatens the promise Siegfried made to Odette. It's the Bolshoi production of Swan Lake at Sheridan's Wild Theater, March 6th at 2 p.m. Get your tickets today at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. If you have a pet, you know they have your heart, which means every day is Palentine's Day. Show us your Palentine. Enter a photo of your pet or you and your pet in the Happy Palentine's Day photo contest presented by Baumgars in Buffalo. You can enter one time each day through February 24th, and winner is selected by most votes. Winner gets a $200 gift certificate to Baumgars. Enter now at SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan Media News. It's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I am Floyd Whiting. I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Go ahead. Give us a ring. 674-4443 or 672-5763. We're going to go straight to the poll question this morning. I was a little surprised Mm -hmm. uh, by the results of of the poll. I was too. I, I thought it would go this way, but I didn't think it would go this way by this much. Uh, the question is, do you want to see Sheridan grow and diversify? And we just had three options, yes, no, undecided. And no, 72% of the vote, followed by 25% saying yes and 3% undecided. How do you feel about those results? I, I was a little surprised, I will say yeah. that. Yeah, I, I expected it to be you know, kind of heavy on the no but um, not that heavy. I mean, this this is one of the more lopsided polls we've done, I think. Yeah, yeah. This uh, the the weight of uh, <laughs> of the nose uh, mm-hmm. a little bit uh, more dramatic than I thought it would be. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, 
if, if if people don't want their city to grow, they don't want their area to grow. Mm-hmm. It's going to. So uh, yeah, I, it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. What, uh, do you know off the top of your head? I mean, this is, I don't want to put you on the spot. What the difference in the population was in the last two censuses? Censuses. You know, I, Steve is is doing his yeah. best to try. I mean, uh, we not twenty and then ten, right? I want to say yeah. Yeah, so, so that will give you a, kind of a snapshot of what a 10-year period looks like. But, again, you're going to get fluctuations every year. People leave, people go, people leave, people, you know. And Wyoming was still one of the slowest-growing yeah. states in the union. Mm-hmm. And you um, think, by the way, we were all talking the last year, oh, where are they all coming from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, we were doing a show on this with the county commissioners, and Stu McCray called in. And uh, he's the uh, city manager for Sheridan, for those who don't know. And he he told us the amount of uh, new spigots that they've oh, added, sure. and and it wasn't nearly as much as I I thought it would be. Um, you know, it, the thing of it is, in a little town, you are going to see growth, uh, even if it's a small amount of growth. You're going to see a lot more of it than if you lived in a city. Yeah, it's more because, visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz I mean, you know, the well, new face, you get used to seeing mm-hmm. the same folks in the coffee shop in the morning. You get used to seeing the same folks at the stores. And then we start seeing the influx of, you well, know, subdivisions. Yeah, at 3% yeah. Of, like, of I remember when that was just open prairie. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and like I said on the show, uh, I think it was last week, you know, if if anyone knows the kind of the pain of of growing up <laughs> you just got to look at Star Valley. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, it's a totally there, different place than, mm-hmm. than when I was a kid. And it's rough. You know, I talked to uh, one of the friends that I not only grew up more, with. Okay, question. How many more people do you think are there then? Oh, geez. I mean, uh, as it, compared it, to? When you grew up. Uh, I mean, so let's, let's take 1994. I was 14 years old. Uh, I do believe that's when the earthquake in California hit, and that's when everyone said that every all these Californians were rushing. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact of the matter is, if you look at Jackson, it's been growing consistently for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and the one thing that Jackson uh, has is money. Uh, that's right. that's awesome. that's money on a scale that I don't think people realize. This isn't. California new new actor money. Uh, there's money in Jackson that comes from back east. This is columns on my house money. This is like uh, columns on your house in Big Sky, Montana as yeah. well. That's that, you know, how much money is a lot of money, and then you go about two or three levels up. Yeah. And those are those people up there. Yeah. And and you start getting into the, into that old money. Uh, it's it's a different world. I mean, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't even imagine what it's like to grow up. Like that, right? Yeah, that's a very different world. Yeah, that's a. Yeah. It's their perception yeah. on people, places, and things are completely different than than you or I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the kind of money that was in Jackson, and we basically just watched the money kind of flow down like a lava, <laughs> you know, just just dominating anything with open fields. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and and after the fields were gone, they go to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say. A lot of farmers uh, made a pretty penny off of that. And I've talked about this, too. Farmers can't really use hills. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking to grow alfalfa or some grass hay 
hills are, are they're a problem. It's well, not the side impossible. Of the, side but of the mountain doesn't work too it well. It doesn't work yeah. real well. No. So these guys held on to this land forever because nobody wanted it. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything with it. And then these uh, guys with the money came in, and they said, I, I could put a great big house on it. And that's what's that's kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, the the heartbreaking part, I spoke with a friend of mine who uh, I grew up with. We also served together in the military. He was uh, one of my drivers in Iraq. And if you think, uh, <laughs> if you're thinking, wow, that'd be beneficial, it's not. Being the sergeant of your best friend can mm-hmm. be a bit of a pill. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. I love the guy to yeah. death. But... Which one, though? Uh, for him or you? <laughs> Both of us. Both, Both of okay. us. Probably more for yeah. him. I'm assuming Floyd, it might be more it, for him. It, there were frustrating points. There were frustrating points. But I mean, you know, it's the military. Once it all comes down to it, when, when everything got bad, uh, he was great. And he was an RPG magnet, so <laughs> I don't know what it was, man. I've never been in the military, but that sounds like that's not a good thing. It wasn't a great thing. Uh, I don't know what it was about him, but he was, if if one of those came flying through the air, for some reason, he was in the general area where it was going. And yeah, we laugh about it now, but, yeah. but and he had anyway, no uh, yeah, anyway. I we uh, stopped in and started talking a little bit the other day, and he's gone back. He goes back to the valley every year to hunt. Uh, his his family has uh, long, long, deep roots in in that valley, and uh, they even have a little a little community named after him up there. So he goes back there every year to hunt. Uh, his brother owns a construction company back there, and his brother's. You know, making a good killing right now, uh, building all these homes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fishing holes that we used to use when we were kids, the swimming hole that we used when we were kids, it's all private property now. Yeah. And it kind of breaks my heart. I can't take my kid back to the valley and show her, even just just show her where we used to swim. Because it's quite a ways back on this private lot and yeah. we can't get back there you can't even see it you can't yeah. even see yeah. it yeah. and and that that's the part that really kind of hits you in the knees mm. takes your legs out from underneath you because you're like well all those memories are, are now just memories i can't go build new memories in that same great fishing spot or that same awesome swimming hole with my family now and that's yeah. the heartbreaking part when when the land starts getting purchased and people start putting up signs or your dad doesn't know the owner, you know, in many cases, <laughs> yeah. dad, you know, my dad yeah. knew everyone in the valley at one time. Now he doesn't, he didn't, mm. you know, you don't know anyone. And that's kind of heartbreaking. So I understand where people are coming from and I can really, I can really sympathize with you because I've mm-hmm. seen it and and it's still going on to this day. But it is prosperous for some of the guys that we grew up with. You know, my my friend's big brother is planning on building his big, beautiful new house because of his construction company. Uh, We've got another friend who went off and made a lot of money in a different field. He came back, bought up a lot of this land, and now he's a developer. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, I, I don't know that kid's worth, but I'll tell you what. It ain't bad. <laughs> he he ain't suffering. All right, we've got a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yes, gentlemen. Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not all that surprised. You asked your question about do you want to see Sheridan grow, 
at a time, one, when we're seeing inflation, but I believe the median age in, in Sheridan within the city is somewhere like around 51 years. You've got a lot of older people living in older neighborhoods inside of Sheridan, and these many people have fixed incomes. Many people are incomed in at maybe $18 an hour or less. That's not money anymore. So when you take that and couple it with we have a system called fair market adjustment for property taxes. I myself will acknowledge my property tax has gone up $400 a year in the past two years based on fair market adjustment. And so when you ask people, what does growth mean to you? Well, if you're asking somebody living in an older neighborhood, perhaps on a fixed income, it just means rising taxation for them. And they're not going to move into the new neighborhoods. And the other thing I wanted to say is we know who immediately um, profits from development, and that's the developer. They, they take the land. The infrastructure is generally put in by the taxpayers if it's called affordable housing, and they will profit. It's an it's a, uh, economic scenario for them. And will we have... We know we see some developments now. There's a big one south of town between Coffeen and the Upper Road down there, the old South 40. But at any rate, I think it was a poor timing to ask the question because there's too many pressures on people of an age dynamic or an income dynamic in this town. They don't want to bear more taxation so somebody else, like your friend that you mentioned in, in Jackson who was – a smart enough bunny to buy the land cheaper. But at any rate, that might be why you got the response you got. Anyway, thank you, gentlemen, for letting me speak. Well, and it's, no, it's no always going to change. change. No one likes change. Mm-hmm. You know, I think no one does. Ex- then you accept an effort. Steve can attest to this. I don't like change. <laughs> In the last, I don't know, decades, right? <laughs> right. Technology has changed. Yep. You, you okay. go through the stages of grief when that happens. Well, yeah. it's not, it, it, not necessarily <laughs> grief, Steve. I think there's threats involved. Yes, well, well, that's one of the stages. (laughs) Anger is one of the stages. Anger and then dismay. (laughs) Making deals. But, you know, technology has changed, and I have not been one that really embraced it very well. But you know what happens? I kind of deal with it because I have to. (laughs) You're kind of forced. You're forced, and it's said with a chuckle, and then I deal with it. And then you know what? After uh, a certain amount of time, it's like, hey. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. And right at that point is when we change it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, technology, it's constantly changing. Uh, we got another caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I would be real curious to find out how many of those 1,200 people have moved here in the last 10 years. And they're like, you know, I'm here. Let's close the door, lock it, and not let any more people in. Yeah, I I have yeah. seen that before. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I've seen that plenty of times. A lot of the um, folks who move into the valley, uh, you know, maybe they came in in 1995 or sometime like that, and now they're the ones at the city council meetings yeah. telling everything Streaming. to stop. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they came there because they liked it the way that it was. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The the lifestyle and and uh, another thing that uh, you know has happened in the valley, uh, the. Church of Latter-day Saints has built a temple there. 
um, which is if if you don't know about the Latter Day Saints, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That is a very big deal. So that brings so that brought a lot brought, of folks in from in, Utah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. and uh, and you know, I think a lot of people were living in Salt Lake or around Salt Lake because they were near their temple. And now that they've got one there, you know, there was another one. There were only two before they started, before the church decided, you know, we can put up more of these. The other one was in Idaho Falls. Mm. So a lot of people in the valley, uh, which uh, I don't know if it still is, but growing up, it was predominantly Latter-day Saints. They were going over to Idaho Falls to visit their temple. Now they don't have to. They don't have to go anywhere. They've got one right there in the valley. And uh, so I, I know that that's brought in a lot of families, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's development, the same as any other. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, a house for, for their God as well, opposed know, to. Little towns, like, you know, the, the towns that are good, that survive, are the towns I think that people want to come to. Yeah. And the ones that dry up and blow away, or there's nothing there, there's pro- there's a reason. Yeah. You know, like my little town that I grew up in, you know, I thought, well, how much could it change? Well, the last time I was, I haven't been back in a long time. And the last time I was in Miles City, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You I, know, and, and Trevor, guess what? The population isn't m- much bigger, I don't think. But it's just the whole look of the place has changed with, you know, subdivision here, there, you know, so so that is... It's inevitable, but I think the good places grow a little bit. I mean, look, I hear the argument all the time. People say, oh, Sheridan's going to turn into Jackson. Well, it's not. No, I don't because think that it could. Because it, yeah. it, it's not that type. Um, you know, you look at Bozeman, Mon- that that area has exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Bozeman, Montana area. It's, it's, I mean, they had to build another giant high school there. You know, that, that's how big they're – and uh, Belgrade, Montana built a new school, and they – that was a little tiny place when I was a kid. Belgrade was just a blip. You didn't even think about it as a, as a school. Now it's a big school. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not because the town grows, it's because everything around it, like you said, the property got bought up and then the housing development started. Yep. And, and then, that's, and then every, well, then you need infrastructure and things like that. And I think that, you know, I think that's the biggest, the, the pressure the infrastructure will take with big influxes of people like your streets and that kind of stuff. That's the kind of things I think that concern me. And, you know, the, for me, it's water. Um, yeah. And and uh, the infrastructure mm-hmm. of the water. Uh, more so, not not the amount. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about that. But I am concerned about, like, pipes, you know, um, things like that, especially with these little towns mm-hmm. who can barely afford to keep going what they've got. And then all of a sudden you get this influx of individuals, and it's really tough to try and come up with seven point whatever million dollars <laughs> yeah. to throw in one freaking pipeline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, this is I, ugh. it. Just disgusts me the cost of some of this stuff. And These it's, little and towns it's can't now. support that. Yeah, I mean they can put in for grants, they can look for loans, but y- you're still just digging a ditch. All right. You know, that uh, everyone's just piling into trying to keep this place going the way that it is going. And, you know, you talked about when, when towns die. I drove across Nebraska and down into Kansas a couple years ago, about 2016, I think it was. And I decided I'm going to try and get off the freeway as much as possible. So I went and I visited a lot of these little towns. And that's how I, you know, you can kind of tell what towns were made by UP, 
<laughs> right, you know, they yeah. all kind of have the same layout. <laughs> yep. And I've talked about it on the show before. Yep. yep. But they've all got that 1950s charm. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you've got City Hall in the center, and Main Street's kind of built around that. I loved it. I loved every single one, but almost every single little town that you drove into was just poof, tumbleweeds. Right. Man. And and it's it's heartbreaking. And and a lot of those towns will let you know, oh, it's freeway. Yeah. Freeway yeah. came through. That, that'll and, change and everything. Took, took yep. everything yep. from us. Yep. Because people had to drive through these little towns. And and a lot of folks saw, you know, hey, I could open up a hardware store right there and be happy. Or I could open up a bookshop over there and be happy. You you pulled that resource, that tourism away. And the towns died. Mm-hmm. And and you know, they're they're still kicking here and there, but tourism is pretty much their primary source of income. And so, you know, if you get a shot, you're driving across those uh bigger states like Wyoming and any of the Dakotas, stop into those little towns. Uh, check them out. You know, they got a nice little homey feel, and uh, you'll probably find something that you need to buy. Well, look how much Sheridan's changed. In thir- let's see. I've been here 30-plus years. Steve grew up here. Yep. Um, thinking, basically, for me, the layout hasn't changed a whole lot. Now, yeah. the, the growth has been on the outskirts of town, obviously. There's been a significant I mean, change well, you know, there. You yeah. have the Powderhorn. Yeah, I mean that was a ranch mm-hmm. between here and Bighorn. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, before what it was the Canode Ranch subdivision was out there, mm-hmm. yeah. and it was all ranch land. So the Powderhorn, uh, we got to, you know a lot of new subdivisions have gone in, but I think really the charm of the town has not changed, not significantly. I no. don't think so. No, you know, okay, had I mean, businesses come in, businesses go out, like Kmart's gone. Yeah. Now you know, what's his name's out there? Uh, Emit. Yep. You know, Walmart, there was not a Walmart store when I moved here. Right. <clears throat> they put that in. Mm-hmm. You know, that Sugarland area was just fields. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. up there by the mill and everything. So it does change subtly, I think, but it's not like this big boom where all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, we kind of go, what in the heck happened? Yeah. You know, where did 10,000 people come from? That's not, I don't think that's really realistically how things work. And here's the thing like with uh, change and things, like you look at uh, Kendrick Park. Uh, a lot of people upset about the changes that happened there, mm-hmm. uh, but it, that the way it was when they changed it just recently wasn't the way it was before either. I mean, it's it's been changed many times. Yes, uh, and kids that are using that park right now are going to have fond memories of the park the way it is right now. And if it gets changed sometime down the road, they're going to be upset about that mm-hmm. because it was perfect when they grew up. So you always have the perception like your childhood memories are yours, and your kids are going to have different ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to recreate that same childhood for your. For your kids. Yep. Things always change. Well, and um, you talk about developments. uh, Let's look at Star Valley Ranch. That was a development. It's just north of Thane, just south of Alpine. This was just a development where the houses, I mean, even as a kid in 1994, uh, I can remember, I'll never be able to afford a house. (laughs) I mean, this, it it was huge. It's right. it's, It's got a beautiful golf course. Well, it has grown to the point that this development is now its own municipality. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, the money and the influence that is there is is pretty striking. And that is right in the valley itself. This isn't like an outside force out of Jackson. You know, this is in the valley. And so a lot of new thoughts, a lot of new ideas come in when people mm-hmm. do. 
and and those individuals are just as involved in the things that are going on around them as we are. Mm-hmm. And so the the tough part about change is it's going to happen. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of a catch-22. You you can't have a great place to live and then expect no one else to want to live there. Yeah. Yeah, people, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yep. There's a reason people want to come. Yeah. And you look at some of the – you look at – Look at the projects. Look at the, what the hub on Smith has grown into over the years. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at the North Park, South Park, the Pathway Project, what that's done. That's fantastic. Now yeah. you're going to – the Army Corps is planning on this big change with the, the creeks coming through town mm-hmm. where they can still be, I guess, for lack of a better term, flood-proof. Right. But still maybe aesthetically, you know. Not fish, a big trough. Fish yeah. population, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Look, there's a big new Sheridan Motor building on the other end of town. There's a, a conven- big, giant convenience store and truck stop. Mm-hmm. The college has an indoor arena. We've got two big businesses out there, Weatherby and Vacutech. I mean, so we have we have business high-tech business parks now on yeah. both ends of town. Yep. You know, so I mean, but those are good. I think they're good. Th- like the pathways are unbelievable. Yes. Those they really are fantastic. Are. I love those. You know, and, yep. and, and, and you look what uh, uh, going west with when they put Blacktooth parking out there, now you've got trails out there. The Sheridan Community Land Trust is on all the time. Mm-hmm. Look at the trail systems they've been able to build over the that years. That brings so in you know, a you, lot you of folks. You just think so. what it does, it's like, okay, I want to come in here, and I have two little kids. The school district is unbelievable. It's, one, it's probably the best one in the of the, state. Yep, yep. So that's one thing I think people probably ask the first question is, what are the schools like? Then, you know, people probably move here because they like that outdoor lifestyle with opportunities where you can go hunt and fish and hike and ride your mountain bikes and snow machine, sled, ski, whatever. All that's here, too. Now, it's not on this big, gigantic, grand scale like uh, Teton Village, but we still have skiing here and those kind of things. we got the mountains here. So there is a lot going and that's why people want to would want to come here. Mm-hmm. There's and see, lots like, of reasons. L- look at look at the fact. M- some people are coming here because it's not like Teton Village. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have to wade through <laughs> all the crowds or the to urban, get to the or, top. Or living in the urban rat race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just don't have that here. Yeah. Still have that hometown feel. And and uh, this is Steve. Did you? Pull up census information. What, yeah. is the, what is the current population that we know of right now? Sheridan County is a little over 30,000. It's grown a little over 1,000 in the past 10 years, so not okay. huge. Not, not, yeah. I mean, like I said, the growth rate it actually isn't as much as people mm-hmm. perceive it to yeah. be. Yeah, it's, it's kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, but it's, it's grown slightly just over the last 10 years. Yeah, and we're always toting our lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we are. Yeah. We're the worst, aren't we? And we are. <laughs> when we travel and people find out where you're from. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a hidden gem. I have never heard anybody say, Sheridan sucks. I can't believe you there. <laughs> yeah. you know, I've never no. had anybody say, I can't believe, uh, who would want to live there? No, yeah. I have never had one person ever say something like that. Exactly. Ever. And and the thing about Sheridan uh, that's that's really different from a lot of Wyoming towns, because I've lived in a lot of places in Wyoming. <laughs> I've, I've been around. So I, I lived in Rock Springs. I lived in Green River. I watched the booms happen. Mm-hmm. I watched the businesses roll in to try and meet the just overwhelming demand. And it's a bust. It's a boom and bust system. Now it's gone bust. Mm-hmm. Now you can drive through that town and all the businesses that were in such a hurry to get, you know, oh, got to get one of those franchises there. Got to get one of those franchises there. And I know, look, I love Rock Springs. 
I do. I, I know some people aren't you know big fans of right. I love it. I love how just gritty that little city is. <laughs> but that's why it's gritty. It's a boom and bust town. The people there understand that. The ones who've been there for years, they know this is going to get huge. We're going to have a massive influx, and then everyone's going to just leave as fast as they showed up. And if you want to see it, I'd say go down there right now because it's uh, it's. It's in a bus period. When I was a little kid, I remember, I mean, very little, but I do have this memory of of being on a vacation and in the car and driving through Gillette. Yes. And you know what it was? Gillette was a trailer park. Yeah. 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 Yep. It, yep. Was a, it was a trailer park. It really was. It was just trailers. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. Boom. Coal. Yeah. You look at that power plant right there on the interstate, how much that's changed in the last. Un, you know, yeah. unbelievable. Coal Strip, Montana was another one. All you know, they had the power plant there, the coal. Right. It yeah. was it was a it was a town of trailers, and then when it hit, it hit, and then you had neighborhoods and subdivisions. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, they've really taken a major hit. But I remember that as a little kid, what Gillette, Wyoming was like. It was mm-hmm. like wow, and that and then you know you see it go fifty years farther, and you're like whoa, <laughs> totally different place. Yeah. yeah. Totally different place. Yeah. I, we drove down and uh, visited. But that's fifty years. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, yeah, that's yeah. a considerable 50, amount of time. 50 mm-hmm. plus yeah. years. Yeah. That's how long that took, but there was a reason the energy industry, you know, that brought in everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And we well, had and to have all the workers. You look at like uh Minot, okay, mm-hmm. and Miles City, and I'm going to drop Miles City in there because in 2011, when I was actually working in that field, we could not find a place to sleep from Minot to Miles City. <laughs> because we drove, what's going on in Williston? We drove all the way to mm-hmm. Miles City just to find a hotel room. Yeah. 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 How incredible. And it, that's a distance, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know they talked to some people that actually, when the boom hit Williston, that they moved out. They just, oh, man, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And they moved to Sheridan, and they said it was absolutely insane how that little town just... Overnight, oh, it was amazing. Turned into there a, was a, a time city. in in Williston where you could get paid twenty two bucks an hour to go stand behind a counter at a fast food joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had nobody. There was not a tomato in that town when we were there. Nowhere you couldn't get a tomato <laughs> in Williston. Well, I know that, that, that it was it was kind of funny at the time, and then you realized. Then we went through COVID, and you realize that it is possible. They said the McDonald franchise in Williston just closed mm-hmm. its doors and went drive through 24 hours a day. And for 24 hours a day, there was a ring of cars around the whole building. Yes. Because of the way the shifts were working, and people were coming and going constantly. It was just a buzz. It's crazy. The road in into the city. I can't imagine the how ruts, bad that was. The ruts were amazing mm-hmm. because all the turnoffs were there and these trucks these water trucks for the energy industry would line up and in that hot sun it would just be this slow creep as the next guy (laughs) pulls in five minutes of traffic go by and he's the next guy and i mean they just sat there all day to drive those ruts and i was driving a pickup truck you had to be paying attention or you could get thrown off the road real quick and the sad part about it is then it goes bust and then all that's left is yeah. A shell of what was... And see, that's the sad part. So yeah. many people take that money. Yeah. They take those minerals. They take the resources and they, and they leave. Up, and the people that work in that industry 
Well, I got to go find a job somewhere. I got to yep. go work somewhere. So they move on. Yeah, and it's, I'm not blaming anybody. No, for just, this is just the process. It's that transient lifestyle, you know, really working in certain industries like that. That man, you know, you might have to. You mind you got to be thinking on your feet all the time, all the time about what's going to happen. What's and, next? Yeah, what's next? What's, at any moment, you could go into work. Someone looks at you and says, "We're cutting back." Yeah, mm-hmm. we're cutting back, and there's big layoffs and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's a, a you know tough way to live. It really is. Boone, but, I just that, I couldn't do that's it. That's a that's that wild, crazy on the other end of the spectrum issue. Yeah. Rather than steady growth and and things like that. That that's your that's your worst nightmare happening right that's there. That's the boom and bust, baby. Yeah. Williston is just this little tiny sleepy town. It's the coldest place on earth I've ever been. I am not kidding you. You got to be tough to live in North Dakota. Oh yeah. The winds in North there. Dakota. Oh, man. You got to be tough to live there in the wintertime. And I have never been so cold in my life. <laughs> One night in Williston. And it was only November. And I thought you have got to be kidding me. Oh man. You should see those guys. Oh. Uh, I can remember walking up, talking to a oh. few of those guys that had beards out there on those oh. rigs. <laughs> Woo. Man, they look like serious. You that stuff lights up. like Sasquatch, man. It's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Oh my goodness. All right. I got to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jack. Jackson Electric open lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Time is speeding away, and tax time is just around the corner. But don't worry, Cloud Peak Accounting is there to help. They've made your tax experience easier by streamlining their process with new technology and procedures to give you a faster turnaround time for your taxes, and therefore less stress for you. Let Cloud Peak Accounting show you how fast it can be to get your taxes done. After all, sometimes speed matters. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. No mutanile, no mutanile, tulingoma. The Wyo Theater welcomes Nobuntu to the stage 7.30 p.m. Friday, March 4th. This female a cappella quintet from Zimbabwe represents a new generation of young African women singers and has drawn international acclaim for their cultural preservation through song. Nobuntu, March 4th. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. Have you ever wondered why hearing aids cost so much? Do you find ads in magazines and on TV confusing? Does it seem easier to just forget pursuing hearing aids instead of trudging through the bog of options and figuring out which one you can trust? Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT Craft with EBA Hearing and Sound. In a world of internet purchasing, virtual consultations, and confusing pricing options, we want to offer you Reprieve. We want to answer your tough questions and demystify hearing aids for you. We are offering you a unique opportunity now through March 15th. Just schedule a free hearing test and bring questions with you. We would be honored to share some insight into the hearing aid world with you. If you decide that new technology is what you need, we will discount your new purchase by 10%. You can save up to $650 on a new hearing aid purchase. It's time for clarity. You deserve it. EBA Hearing and Sound, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. 
Marketing is underway for Freeze Your Bass Off. This is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ asking you to help your favorite photo win. Remember to share and encourage more votes because the winner gets $300 in chamber bucks. Vote now through February 27th. Winner by most votes chosen on February 28th. Good luck. Freeze Your Bass Off, presented by Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Reels. Just go to sharedmedia.com and click on the contest page and cast your vote. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now we're going to move on uh, and, and talk about what's happening over in the Ukraine right now. But before we do, I've got one more caller that I want to hit. Uh, the subject for this morning, the growth of Sheridan. Uh, pretty much growth in, in any Wyoming town. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Uh, thank you, Floyd. Hey, I haven't had a chance to listen to the radio yet this morning, so forgive me about not knowing what the topic is. I, uh, I'm referring to last week's Open Line Friday. And, Floyd, I, I, I just wanted to say I, I'm, I'm sorry that you took kind of a, you took kind of a one-minute monologue to, to espouse all the virtues of the CDC regarding the masks and the vaccine mandates. And, and for the millions of people out there, and thousands in Sheridan, I think we are simply searching for a more well-rounded debate. And there's definitely two sides to this story. And, and I just wanted to tell you, I think, I think the people in Sheridan deserve a more open discussion about this instead of just telling us all the virtues of the CDC. And, and me, personally... Uh, I like to listen to some other professionals, doctors who have actually seen patients instead of just looking at the data. I mean, I want somebody that has some, some uh, skin in the game. And not to say the CDC doesn't, but, but I just, that's all I'm saying, gentlemen, is I want to, I'd like to see you, Floyd, have a more uh, well-rounded uh, opinion of this and information. You obviously don't have all the information because you're listening mainly to the CDC. And that's all I have to say today. And, and again, I, I really appreciate this program, and thanks for your time. Thank well, and that's okay. We have a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't bother me that people disagree with me. Um, you know, oh, and since, since I started hosting this radio program, I have received calls that would blow your mind. <laughs> Um, so you have to develop a thicker skin and you have to understand you are not going to agree with me. Uh, and, and I'm not going to agree with you and that's just the way things are going to go. But what do we need to have? You want, you want to call in and tote somebody who's been discredited. I'm not going to listen to you. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's just not, not the way I operate. Uh, there are other Radio programs, uh, other podcasts that do, I choose not to. Uh, I stick closely to data because that's reliable. Uh, science tends to be a little more reliable than, uh, you know, someone who wants to get famous or wants to take advantage of individuals who don't 
have all the information. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of charlatans in my day, and it's it's really difficult sometimes to try and determine is the information good or not. And and we all have to remember that the the best part about science is it can update. It can get new information. It can change. And so that is why I tend to rely on that as opposed to one man coming forward and saying, oh, well, all these other doctors are wrong. Uh, well, if we all agree this would be a really bad program. <laughs> well, and the, if we all agreed, whoa. Ugh. Yeah, and and the fact of the matter is, look, there's been really amazing doctors through the years who have questioned, uh, you know, the set science, who have looked at uh, everybody else and went, you guys are wrong. And they were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But the first doctor who basically sat down all of his colleagues and said, you guys got to start washing your hands, was fired. He was removed because he said, you guys have got to wash your freaking hands. It's gross. <laughs> You're spreading disease. Well, they got rid of him. So, yes, it does happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm seeing preachers tell people that if they bought a coin, they're going to avoid COVID-19 that it'll save it to save people from that. If if you're working on faith, more power to you. I don't. Uh, I tend to rely on that. And when it comes to matters of political discourse, we're all going to disagree. Well, in this day and age, that's just so, there's too much information. And the problem, I, I I told you this morning. I said I saw some stuff on this Ukrainian thing, but I don't know if it's uh, should I believe it. Well, okay. Like, should I believe the information that's coming out? You know, it's almost to the point where, boy. You know, you can't do. You, you trust your who do who your do you go out, to? Yeah, yeah. Who, do you, who do you go to? It's just like this. What do we do? You can Monday morning quarterback all you want mm-hmm. about this pandemic and wearing masks and stuff. My conversation with Don Julian two weeks ago, three weeks ago was, he said, if we knew back then what we know now, we probably wouldn't have went to online learning. We probably would not have canceled all activities mm-hmm. if we would have known. But at the time, you had to make a decision based on the information you were getting. And the information we were getting was, this is really bad, and people are going to start dropping like flies. Well, they were. So that was the reaction. Now, you can look back and go, well, you know, it turned out maybe it wasn't as bad as, you know, but I still say, damn near a million people died. So, yeah. And and then then, then I'm going to get this, well... How do you know for sure if they did or not? Well, it's like, you know what? People did die of, of this stuff. So, But anyway, it's easy to say stuff now about things that happened two years ago mm-hmm. because this is the way it panned out. Well, and, you know, when I listen to other radio hosts, there's a lot of them who actually say things just to get a hate reaction. Well, sure. Oh, of and, Like they're looking for folks to hate them. You know, and, and I... Like I said, I had to develop this idea where it's like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but it doesn't really bother me that much. Man, I don't like you here. I am sitting right next to you. I know. So. Yeah. But see, <laughs> that's that's why I've got... We just got to uh, put up with you. <laughs> I, I've got people around me who ground me once uh, I start getting... Oh, no. The boss my... did put out an interoffice memo that you didn't get that we all had to be nice to you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> nice. It's about time. <laughs> Getting over it. All right, we've got a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. 
Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm, yeah, I've missed what the, who you were calling a charlatan. Um, I wasn't but... calling anyone a charlatan except for <laughs> the people who I've seen be charlatans out there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, right now, what's happening, we've got the U.S. truckers convoy, and they've raised $300,000. And, yeah, they've got a lot of uh, things that they're wanting to, to end and change. And uh, Ottawa has changed its tune, but they're still standing because of uh, when they were freezing people's accounts that anybody over spending over $50 toward them had their accounts frozen. And I don't know, I don't know how that flew, but there's a lot of stuff going on and these mandates and the way they reacted in the what if and just instilling the fear. But in reality, like we were talking about the doctors, let me look. What mandates? What what mandates? Biological. Hello? What mandates? It's called the Biological Threat Reduction Program. The Biological Threat Reduction Program. You can look that up. It talks about the bio labs that are in Ukraine right now that are U.S. funded. And when you overlay that, you know that uh, you can see where the strikes are happening. So, oh, so you're you're saying Twitter. that's why the out, you're saying that's why the truckers are are going on strike. Like, they, where, where are well, you going? There's with this there's several reasons why they're moving. Yeah, I think there's but, one of the issues so with what's the going on in uh, Ukraine right now is basically a reaction to have bioweapons labs going on on Russians' borders. That's why the strikes aren't just in those separatist regions. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, it's called the Biological Threat Reduction Program. And you can look it up, usembassy.gov, and it, it spells it out. It's there in the Ukraine. But this, this information is right now being censored on Twitter. So, yeah, it's there it is. All right. Eyes open. But yet it's freely available on the Internet. Yeah. yeah and Otherwise you wouldn't know about it. Otherwise you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a U.S. government website. On the Internet, yeah. So the information is right. on the Internet. And if it's right. a U.S. government website, they're not really hiding it very well. Yeah. That, that's always the issue with... with well, the, how, how many do you think are there? No clue. One of, the issue, one of the issues with the uh, the convoy is, is it is kind of loosely organized. There's no spokesperson for it. There's no set. It's the people. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like it's it, it kind of morphs and changes on a on an hourly basis almost. Where you know it started off as one thing and it's it, it more stuff gets tacked onto it and everyone's got their own individual uh, 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 things and reasons that they're in it. Uh, so it's very loosely defined. I mean, it's like there's no s- set of demands, really. Like, what are we trying to specifically accomplish? Yeah, and I think that one of the if, things is if when it you... was an organized group, it's easy to target those in funding. Yeah, but at you the same time, if there's no if there's no real organization behind it, it's also hard to get anything done. Yeah. So it's it's difficult it's to. It's getting to... done. They're on the move. 
Well, yeah, they're moving. They'll but be what, coming what, through Thursday. Yeah, they're they're driving down the road. Down? They're accomplishing yeah. driving down the road. Through, I think they're coming <laughs> yeah. through Thursday. Yeah, and they're going to go from point A to point B, and when they get to point B, everything is the same as it was when they left point A, because they have no structure. Well, they'll no be coming set of, through Thursday, yeah, no and demands, you can chat no. with them. Maybe we'll do some interviews. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the thing is the, the the convoy has become such a different thing from what it started off as, and we talked about this last week. You know what what has been accomplished there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean the let's see, you found that information that the mandates were scheduled to yeah the, the, expire. Yeah, they were right? set to expire anyway. So not you know Ottawa and the Canadian government hasn't caved one bit. Yeah. I mean, instead they're trying to round people up and arrest them. So which uh, yeah, I've actually I I got word or spoke with someone who is uh, from Canada. And uh, they have friends up there right now who are actually sending him video uh, to watch because, unfortunately, unlike uh, a lot of uh, media sources in the United States, some of their media is funded Mm -hmm. by the government, which, in my opinion, is an absolute wrong. Right. Uh, but they were basically told to hang back while the Canadian police went in, did their thing, and then they told the media, now you can go <laughs> right. film these people getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. I've already clubbed who I wanted to club. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm kind of indifferent to this whole thing. I think everybody knows how I feel. I've talked about it before. All you're hurting is the little guy. Yeah. The CEO that's, isn't going to care. The government's not going to care. That's my biggest thing is what is going to be accomplished by it. You've, you've got a lot of support for it, but that I don't think you've brought anybody new into the cause. No. These and are I, people that were already on that side of the argument anyway. And you're not going to put any more pressure on the government than they've already felt in the past two years. Right. That's just, it's just the way it is. So, you know, hey, heart might be in the right place, but... I don't know. I've got one more caller real quick. You've only got about one minute. Fire away. Uh, can't get you a bad signal. I've got another caller. Go ahead. You've only got about a minute. Fire away. Okay. Hey, this is uh, Brian Miller. Um, I'm calling uh, in response to your uh, discussion about um, the pandemic rush. You know, if we didn't, if we knew now what we, if we knew then what we didn't know now or know now, um, Wyoming had a pandemic influenza response plan. It was signed on uh, in June of 2019. It's been in, a, in place since 2018. I've known that because I helped write the DOD portion of that response for the nation uh, when I was at U.S. Northern Command. Um, we did not follow it, not at all. That plan took into account all the things that have happened in the pandemics going back to the Spanish flu. So to say that we, we didn't have a plan or we didn't know uh, what could happen or how to deal with schools, not true. It's actually in a plan that we talked to the governor about on March 16th. All right. Uh, sorry, Brian, we had to cut you off there. We're out of time. This has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main in Sheridan.
You have a new option here in Sheridan, Tia Jaffe and American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service with a variety of home loan options. So whether you're purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. At American Liberty Mortgage, their job is to make your dream a reality. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369, NMLS number 636-438. Visit her online at yoloans.com. Hi, this is Chance Harris. And I'm Laura Wichick. Did you know Harker Mellinger provides services to help you with your payroll and accounting problems or business concerns? Schedule an appointment today to discuss how our professional staff can find the solutions that work best for you. Harker Mellinger has been providing quality service for Sheridan area businesses for over 37 years. Remember, you get our exclusive fixed fee, one monthly fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Call Harker Mellinger today, 672-0785. Richmond Angus would like to invite everyone to their annual bull sale February 26th at Buffalo Livestock Auction, Buffalo, Wyoming, selling over 60 yearling black Angus bulls. Many of the bulls offered this year are calving ease. If you're looking for bulls with natural muscle and thickness that will go out to pasture and work for you, then come to see Crutchman Angus on February 26th. Lunch is served at 11.30 and the sale starts at 1. Hope to see you there. Videos of all the bulls are available at crutchmanangus.com. bagged your trophy elk. Now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. No mutanile, no mutanile, tulingoma. The Wyo Theater welcomes Nobuntu to the stage 7.30 p.m. Friday, March 4th. This female a cappella quintet from Zimbabwe represents a new generation of young African women singers and has drawn international acclaim for their cultural preservation through song. Nobuntu, March 4th. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Theater box office or online at wyotheater.com. From Jill Bates and the Best Team Studio, News Talk 930. K-R-O-B. 